Hello everybody, uh, welcome to the episode 13 of Take It EV. 13. Welcome to the uh, the new episode, uh, thanks for tuning in everybody. It's really great to have you in here. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the latest, uh, greatest thing everyone's talking about, um, which is induction charging, wireless charging. Um, I'll let you know what I think about it and, you know, where I think it, it's going. But um, first of all, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, episode 13. Wow. Big number. Huge number. Huge. Um, <laughs> welcome to 2020. The vision of EVs is just clear to, uh, in this year. This is This is the year where everything's happening. Aren't you all excited? This sucker's electrical, but I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! Well, I, I, I do have an issue with punctuality, admit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, since the, uh, the dawn of civilization, by which I mean since about 80s, uh, we we have been obsessed as the uh, as a sort of civilization of humanity with getting rid of the uh, the dangling bits, you know, the wiry bits uh, from our devices. Um, you know, it started with uh, uh, computers, obviously, uh, phones as well. Yeah, pretty much most of our laptops these days, or most of our computers are laptops, for starters. Um, but also most of our computers just use Wi-Fi, we don't, we no longer plug in. I, I still remember, you know, fiddling with the uh, Ethernet cables in my younger age, uh, but nowadays it's, uh, nobody, nobody really cares about that. Um, I, you know, I've been reading recently that uh, in order for a, for a civilization to sort of move over to uh, electric transportation, we we need to shed the wires. Uh, I'm not going to quote the, uh, the the Nissan uh, CEO who just ridiculously said that uh, certain people are unable to or inconvenienced by plugging in and that uh, that's why they're not going to push for pure EVs anymore. I'm just going to leave that out without a comment. It's ridiculous, obviously. But these days, you know, we charge everything wirelessly. Who doesn't have a wireless charger for their phones? Even the uh, uh, Apple people, pretty much every single iPhone sold these days has a, a Qi charging capability and I'm sure you know most people have access to uh, to a Qi charger or have a Qi charger at home and that's probably that's why we've started, we started hearing about the uh, the car charging more and more wirelessly um, you know I charge my phone wirelessly why can't I just charge my car wirelessly but what is the wireless charging it's you know this all sounds great but why and how does it work and what's are there any issues with it as you can imagine it, it all sounds great but there's you know there's downsides to everything so so this is all enabled by electromagnetic induction so electromagnetic induction involves two pieces of wire usually copper wrapped up in a in a coil for efficiency you if you pass uh, current or changing current through one of those wires and the other wire has a, a, a you know some sort of a receiver attached to it a light bulb anything that um, any resistance in the uh, in the electric world uh, a wire will be uh, the other wire uh, will 
generate electricity or uh, electrical current will be in induced in that wire. It's it's a fairly uh, it's a fairly cool effect. It's used wildly in the world. Uh, probably the way you've downloaded this uh, this podcast today is over uh, over wireless technology works exactly the same way except that in you know radio transmission you're obviously transmitting data or voice uh, and it's obviously much much lower uh, amount of uh, energy that's been transmitted wirelessly but it's exactly the same principle so if you imagine one of those car, uh, coils being underneath your car it's very easy to imagine you know another one being located in a, in a piece of a road or a piece of piece of tarmac um, if you park your car so that one coil is close to the other one all of a sudden you can transfer power over it this is you know this is I'm simplifying it greatly but this is generally how this works so you may you may ask yourself why hasn't this been done from the get-go that's a very good question and I will come back to it so the, most of these systems, the, the way they work, and they do exist, you can you can actually bu go and buy an induction system for your car. You'd have to install it underneath your car, obviously, and then in your garage or in your driveway, uh, the other bits. The, the, most of the, the way these systems work is basically just they take the power from your outlet or from the grid, and uh, you convert the, uh, the usual 50, 60 hertz um, frequency of the other... Uh, the power in your outlet to very high frequency and then send it through a coil uh, obviously this gets a bit more complicated because one thing has to talk to the other and has to let it know that this is how much power I have okay but you know just it's a bit more complicated but in principle this is this is just uh, electromagnetic in induction a lot of money has been poured into uh, these uh, these technologies to enable car charging and uh, sort of as an extreme example when I researched the the latest greatest uh, uh, technology um, about two years ago folks at uh, Oak Ridge uh, Laboratoire in uh, in the USA have demonstrated uh, a system that can transmit up to 120 kilowatts of power just to give you an example that's how much the, uh, the previous version of Tesla supercharger could output. That's the maximum it could output. Um, the new one obviously can do up to 250. This was over about a six inch gap. And, uh, you know, they just basically plugged in a battery on one end that was charging. And on the other end, the whole thing was plugged into the electrical grid. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? But again, this was done in a lab laboratory, you know, in the sort of lab, um, environment when everything was set up for this to to work and this was you know over about six inches which it it's not your, your, your car is usually a bit higher than six inches off the ground depends obviously on on the car um, these systems have about 90 percent efficiency in the sort of the best case scenario the, the efficiency of this depends on so many factors I'm not going to go into it but um, in theory this would allow us to you know if, if we have this installed in the uh, in the in say parking spaces at our own house or in, in parking spaces on the council grounds this would this would be ideal for people who don't have access to uh, off-street parking you could just park the car it would uh, charge 
uh, overnight. Uh, this would be perfect when you drive on a very long distance uh, uh, drive and you know imagine these things being installed in a in a motorway and as you're driving along your car is being topped up uh, just by driving over the the sort of charging lane sounds amazing you know you stop at the uh, the, the the traffic lights and your car gets a, a boost whilst you're sitting there uh, waiting for the lights to change amazing again this all sounds very uh, very cool and uh, i think recently uk government has announced that they're gonna give uh, about 40 million pounds towards researching uh, this which to be fair actually doesn't seem like a lot of money for something that is supposed to solve you know an ev charging problem so let's let's ask ourselves a question is this is charging is plugging in really a problem do we actually need to go through all this effort to solve you know this seemingly simple problem somebody has to lift up a cable and plug it in we've been doing this we're plugging things in for at least 50 years uh, you know when you buy any piece of equipment and you bring it home you will plug it in the uh, there, there isn't a widely available solution for your house that would allow you to bring in a, your television set put it in a in the living room and you know and wirelessly transmit the power to it so if we didn't need that for you for our appliances in our house why is it so important or why why do we need this for um, for electric cars it's a good question this is it this is the answer so uh, obviously the most obvious answer is the uh, people who don't have access to their uh, dedicated spaces. The, you know, if you park on the road, if you don't have your off-street parking, you don't have a garage, you would love to be able to just, you know, park your car and it will charge. And to be fair, I'm up I'm all up for it, but the uh, there are a number of technical reasons why I think this is far more complicated than just being able to plug in. Um the, uh, for the induction charging to actually work very well, the two coils have to be aligned very well. Like if you if you take your phone, if you have a Qi charging phone, try placing it on a mat to charge and then just slightly move it to a side by about half an inch. It will either stop charging or it will constantly trigger on and off charging. It might heat up in the back and the amount of power that your phone needs to charge is minuscule compared to the, uh, the batteries in your car. So obviously that's a problem. I uh, I'm not so sure about you know driving on the road and charging at the same time. There are other problems with that because when when you're transmitting the power, it might be fine. But the, uh, the but you've got the problem of alignment again because you're gonna have to drive you know on the line for the coils to be aligned uh, perfectly. I, you know recently Apple. Uh, well, two years ago, I think Apple has announced the. I can't remember the name of, the name of our product. Doesn't matter. The, uh, the 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 mat that you were supposed to be able to, to play, place your phone anywhere on that mat, and uh, along with your watch, and your AirPods, and they'll all kind of magically charge at the same time. What was happening is that underneath that there would be multiple coils that overlapped, and that, uh, and the, the mat would know where to. Uh, direct the power in order for your device to charge. However, one of the reasons, obviously, we, we, we'll never find out because it's not a public information, but everyone sort of suspects that the reason why this has not happened is due to overheating uh, inefficiency 
issues uh, with that product. Um, and again, you know, we're talking about milliamps in there, like uh, milliwatts. It's it's not enough power to cause any issues. But if uh, a company like Apple is afraid of you know people's uh, phones overheating, uh, they're not going to obviously sell that product. It, again, imagine that in um, you know on your street. I think that's probably as or more dangerous than having cables uh, around uh, in the street. There's been there's been a lot of, a lot of negativity from uh, this, this couple of people on Twitter who are usually very very negative about other companies doing things um, about the uh, uh, you know because the on street parking uh, charging has been solved by some of the councils by enabling the uh, uh, the outlets in existing bits of kits that are on the street already being that a, a bollard or a, or your lamp right you know it it's not very hard to put a a, a plug in there and allowing people to to charge i think that's actually a very smart solution however that yeah that obviously creates some some con- controversy we would love to have something that's better but i i think uh, i think there's you know there's still a long long way to go before we see induction charging take over the the, the the issue number one is the fact that you have to be aligned very well with uh, the, the the two sort of sides of things have to be aligned very well uh, you know if you if you just walk through your neighborhood and have a look how, how people are parking their cars you'll seldom see people parking within precisely within the limits of the um, of the, the, the box that they're supposed to park in all cars are kind of squonky you know either one way or the other everyone has a, their own different style and nobody apart from a few really really extreme examples nobody's really into that uh that the parking their car very precisely so that's a problem number one uh, problem number two is the fact that like i mentioned uh the uh, the, the distance uh, between the car and or the, the to the two coils matters as well this is the um there's this thing in, uh, in in physics called inverse square law, uh, which I know, uh, but it basically states that the um, you know the physical quantity or intensity is inversely proportional to the square of the distance, um, and uh, in in like completely layman terms, it basically means that you double the distance, you quadruple the the loss. So this works for sound, this works for light, and this works for, works for electromagnetic fields. So you know when you're a meter away from a from your light source, you receive four times less light than if you were right next to it. If you move two meters away from that light, you'll have four times more loss of light, and so on and so forth. Um, this obviously isn't something that we think about but because we we seem to like like the human perception is that everything's uh, proportional so you know you you double the distance it doubles the loss but that's not the case so the if you imagine you know kilowatts of power being transmitted between the car and the the pavement or the 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 coil in the road uh if your car is slightly off if your car is taller if your uh, suspension is slightly higher if the curb if you're just parked on the curb and the curb is slightly higher you know there's variance and that will introduce massive amounts of losses in the uh, in a power transmission that's not something we need to we want to th- uh, talk about or think about but that's just the way it is so i personally think that 
that this is this is still far far away and obviously ideally what you want to do is basically being able to park your car and the two coils kind of magically align themselves and maybe something sticks out from the underneath the road and you know attaches to the car but at this at that point why not just have a you know a piece of wire that you plug it in it's cheaper it's simpler and we we already have the solution for that so it might actually turn out that uh, in my opinion induction charging will be useful but it might be something that's very extreme as a solution and it will require a lot of effort for this to work very well uh, useful but and of course um, at the end of the day with the battery sizes uh, you know improving and the battery costs improving greatly we might hit the point soon where you you're not gonna have to plug it in every day you know we we've started with the EVs being these sort of um, things that you plug in overnight every day and every day you just leave your house with the full tank but we might not need that we obviously will have to rethink the way we you know we travel uh, at some point the, the, these days we whenever whenever somebody new to EVs thinks about okay well I, I want to look into the electric car they always think about okay well I need to replace what I have now the way I think about uh, driving now with the same thing but electric but that's not how things work your landline at home isn't exactly the same as your mobile phone there's you know there's certain things you've lost audio quality for once uh, compared to the uh, to your mobile phone and you know we're talking about mobile phones as they were when they were introduced um, the fact that you, you can't just um, you know you can't take your mobile phone everywhere there will be areas where your mobile phone will not work so you know it's not an exact replacement in terms of the functionality we obviously we've learned and we've gained so much more by using something like a mobile phone and I think it will be the same thing for electric cars you know the 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 things will change that we will look at the uh, the the new challenges but we also adopt and love all the new benefits of having electric cars yeah anyway this, this is a separate episode for probably that um i can't remember which one but we talked about these things before let's go back to induction um induction charging so if you imagine you know areas where there's a lot of contaminants in the air or on the surface like it's snowing uh, that also you know causes an issue the uh, the plugs obviously another another sort of benefit of, of induction or, or potential application is we might want to have a car that uh, does not have anything exposed any sort of metal bits any plugs any sockets exposed on the outside and you, instead of plugging it in we might just have a, another piece of cable that just or, or a coil that basically um, is magnetically attached to uh, to a bit of bonnet or or, or or wing on the car and you know using magnets the uh, the two coils will be perfectly aligned and charged that way who knows maybe that's the solution I don't think 40 million quid that the uh, UK government is throwing at this will be enough uh, to be fair but then I think this problem will be solved by private companies but we're going to end this episode uh with this sort of wild speculation um you know 
I'm excited about it, but at the same time, knowing enough about physics and and the potential issues with uh, with these sort of solutions, I think uh, induction is not the solution that solves our problems. It it solves another set of problems that you know that exist, where the cabling is not. The, the most ideal way of uh, of doing things. However, I don't think it's the solution for residential parking uh, and charging. I think having a cable is still by far the simplest solution. But as always, let me know what you think. Follow us on uh, on the Twitters at Take It EV, uh, Take It EV, uh, Facebook.com slash Take It EV, Patreon.com slash Take It EV. Thank you for listening. Give, give us your thoughts. Maybe I've missed something. I probably have. Uh, send us send us your questions. And I hope Phil will be back next time uh, to talk about other optimistic and you know and great things that we're expecting in the year 2020 and beyond. It's all very exciting and it's all happening apparently. So stay tuned and speak to you later. Bye bye. Take it. The following was a presentation of Take It Easy podcast. All rights reserved. This podcast contains our own opinions. Hosts and guests make no guarantee to their accuracy, relevancy, completeness, and suitability of the information provided. All information provided on as-is basis. No refunds.